He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Uh, it's an outlet for my creativity. You know, that, that's the thing that makes it the funnest for me is to be able to create something that I'm passionate about. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? You are listening to the one and only Hostfully Highlight series here on Slick Talk. This means every Friday I have partnered up with my friends at Hostfully to interview their amazing property managers around the world to see what they're doing, how they used this time during the COVID-19 pandemic in order to optimize the tools that are currently already in their toolbox, like Hostfully themselves. You're listening to the Hostfully Highlight series. Now, onto the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today is a really exciting episode. We have a destination there in our midst. We have Toby Friesen, who is the founder of Beach House Wa in Long Beach, Washington. I'm super excited. He's just in like pretty much my backyard, um, and we really connected on, on Instagram uh, just because he's got amazing, beautiful properties. He is very attentive to the attention to detail and the customer service. So uh, after we've had a few conversations and uh, had many, uh, you know, conversations back and forth, uh, I would say it was just been an easy idea to just be like, all right, let's get Toby on the show. So Toby, my man, welcome to Slick Talk. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, just, you know, balancing all the different things I, I have going on. Well, you uh, you have a unique story, and I, I think it's really cool to to be able to highlight because you're not just a property manager, but you're actually the owner of these homes, and you've actually do a lot of the work and the renovations and the creativity behind it, like you said. So I really wanted to start in, what is the, like the leading moment, the beginning of your journey where you started getting into vacation rentals and creating these amazing experiences and destinations for your guests? Well, I had always wanted to do a uh, vacation rental. Uh, when I went on vacations as a kid, it uh, wasn't very often, but when we did, we would go stay at um, some homes in Lincoln City. And it was in this little center that kind of supported the arts. My dad's a jazz musician. And so he got to go there uh, at a special rate. And uh, so we would we'd go to these homes and you know, we didn't know anything about like expectations that people have nowadays, like clean homes and matching linens. All We were just happy to be at a house. You know, it was just like, wow, this is great. We'd run in there. We'd like go through the drawers. Like, oh, what cool thing does this place have? You know, and, and I just remember loving that so much. And so uh, I was thinking, you know, I would, I would love to do that um, and have, you know, a place to take my kids to the beach and, you know, then also hopefully be able to make some money to pay for it. Since I was a single dad of three small kids, you know, I was, I was working for myself, um, you know, and making ends meet, but I didn't have exactly a lot of income um, to spread around. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm handy, you know, I'm, I, I knew I could do a lot of the fix up myself. So let me just find a place that needs some work, um, fix it up 
and uh, you know, I can go there with my kids. And then when we're not there, rent it out. That was the that was the idea. Uh, but I I looked for six years. I couldn't find anything that matched what I wanted. And and I'm a pretty financially conservative person. So you know, I'm I'm on the internet. You know, kind of looking at other homes that are doing this and seeing how much they rent for and how full their calendars are. And I'm looking at these homes much nicer than what I'm able to afford. And, and they're not doing that great. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to jump into something. You know, I can't afford a second home. I can barely afford my first home. I'm, I'm not going to do this unless I feel, uh, I feel good about this house. I got to find the right one. So I looked for six years and and then <laughs> there it was, boom. You know, it was just like Shangri-La. Oh, it was just like this moment. I was like, oh yes, this is it. This is the home and I just knew it. So I called my realtor and I'm like, I found the home. Let's go down there. I want to see it. Drive down to Long Beach. The realtor in town who's supposed to meet us decided to go out of town without telling us we'd made an appointment, didn't let anyone in her uh, uh, business know. And she took the only key. So <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm, I'm looking around the property. I'm like, yes, this is it. And so I'm like, you know, I'm not leaving. I'm making an offer today, but I got to look inside. So I climb up on the balcony and one of the sliding doors is open. So I'm like, well, I can do the house. And the more I see, the more excited I am. Like the house needs so much work, but that's fine. That's all stuff that I could do. It's all in my wheelhouse, but the bones, like the, what I needed uh, to be there was all there. And so uh, made an offer, um, the people accepted, and, you know, then I discovered a little what it's like to build in a, in a small town. You know, I went through six months of just pain. That's the only way to describe it. It was very painful. Like, and, and the process of buying this house was so convoluted, like, because it was being remodeled by someone who had cancer. Um, and then it, unfortunately the cancer took him before he was able to finish and his kids were in another state. And so everyone's walking through this house and no one's buying it because every room is undone. And like the master bathroom was like studs and plywood. Right. But, you know, I knew what I could make it. I knew what it was worth, but the assessor didn't. And so he assessed it at a lower value than what I had offered had been accepted. And it was a really good deal at that so i was really surprised the assessor wouldn't do that so i can't get a loan from the bank obviously so i told the people listen i will go in and fix it up so that it will assess at the value and uh, just give me a certain amount of time they're like okay so you can imagine the level of stress as you know this all these people are supposed to do work you know at a certain amount of time like everything that could go wrong went wrong like the guy who's doing the tile work had to get his foot amputated, you know, like, I mean, it, I had people showing up and like putting wrong materials down or just doing the job altogether incorrectly and had to come and tear it out. And I'm doing this, you know, during the weekends in between work and wow. I mean, it, that was, that was the start of my journey and it was a bumpy start. I got to tell you, it was not easy. And then, and then I wanted to outfit the house, obviously with all the stuff that my family would want. And everyone was telling me, like, 
you know, why are you putting all this stuff in a vacation rental? It's just a vacation rental. Like, why, why are you putting all this nice stuff? And I'm like, well, because that's what I would want. You know, if I'm coming here with my kids, I would love to have this here. And so I, I, that's how I started outfitting it. I just, I outfitted it for like the dream place that I would want to take my kids. And so when I put it on the market and people started coming, you know, I thought, you know, maybe I can make this profitable in a couple of years. You know, maybe I can, no, nah. it was almost like the first couple of months, you know, I, I don't think I ever um, didn't pay for itself uh, except for one month in like five years. I mean, it just, it really just took off immediately. And that wow. was when I was like, huh, I think maybe I got something here. Like this, this might be a little more than, than I thought. And, uh, and that just kind of started my journey. Wow, that's incredible. And I know exactly what you mean by construction in a small town because we both worked and I worked in Seaside, uh, just a little coastal town uh, bridge, uh, drive, you know, drive across a bridge over and the the workforce. And I think this is similar in any, you know, small town, small city, especially coastal. Um, The workforce usually isn't the best because um, it's very hard to find. And then when it is hard to find, prices go up and then when the prices go up people decide to not show up or to do half you know half the work for double the rate so yeah yeah, i i understand that (laughs) that struggle and that pain but let's jump back into i love how you just said it started with an idea and i'm this is like what makes me so excited about your story because it started with an idea that took six years to actually execute on um and that's where like you can tell i think when a lot of people get into this space um, when the idea doesn't come into fruition within the first six months, sometimes, uh, it, they, they immediately get frustrated or give up or whatever, but it shows that when you actually really do want something, it's going to continue. You're going to continue to go for it and make it happen. Whether it's six months, six years, six weeks, six days, um, from, from the time that you set out on that adventure. So I think that's really cool. Um, but you were, let's talk about your how many properties you have now you have that one for sure i yes i have the one that i was just describing which actually i just did a major remodel on um and uh that was kind of an impromptu model remodel actually its own story but yes i have that property i have um one the next street over uh that i actually built uh designed and built and then uh one in front of that um uh, which I hadn't planned on acquiring, but just, it kind of happened. It was an interesting organic um, purchase. And, and so I have three properties that I'm renting uh, full time. And then I have a property adjoining the first one that I purchased mm-hmm. um, that I have developed and I'm building uh, two cabins on right now with one of them, uh, hopefully ready by summer. That's awesome. So you are doing this full time, um, on top of working a full-time job, correct? Uh, correct. Yeah. I actually have, I have two jobs, uh, here in Vancouver that, that I work, uh, full-time and then I do all this other stuff on the side, wow. so to speak. Wow. But yes, it is, it is basically a full-time job. Yeah, it is. I, I, <laughs> I know exactly this is a full-time job and I only have one property yeah. right now and you have three, soon to be five. Um, so yeah. it's, it's pretty incredible. And, can you, for the audience that's listening, can you describe the destination itself, Long Beach, Washington? What what drives people there? What are, what's the city like? What's the coast like? Um, you know, especially in the low season, the high season. Like, can you 
kind of give us a picture of what um, this destination is. And for any listeners, to just side note here, you need to check out his Instagram page because the pictures are just beautiful of all the properties that you're doing. Um, I love the before and afters, the continue updates of the the construction work happening. It's just it's incredible. So I just highly recommend that you go look at like get that visual to go along with what you're about to say for Long Beach itself. But yeah, what's the what's the destination like overall? Yeah, so the Instagram page is Beach House Wa, uh, Beach House W A, and the destination, the Long Beach. Well, you know, I, I grew up um, in, in Portland and we would always drive to Cannon Beach before it became the destination it is now. And, and then sometimes Seaside, uh, other times Lincoln City. So I spent all my time in the Oregon beaches and I was, uh, I was going to, I think it was Seaside with my girlfriend uh, when we just couldn't find a room. We couldn't find a, a place to stay. And so her mom was like, well, why don't you go to Long Beach? And so we found a place there. I'd never been there. I'd never even heard of it. And we get there and I just, I just fell in love with it. Like, I just thought this is the coolest little town because it still feels like a small beach town. You know, all these other places have just kind of grown up and they become like more like a little city than a, than a small town, you know, and, and all these, you know, fancy boutiques everywhere and not, not the, you know, where you go in and get the little ice cream scoop and you have the place of the saltwater taffy and you have the, the go-karts, you know, the, the basic small towny beach field, that's Long Beach. You know, it's still there. You know, it, it's growing up a little, but it's still got that small town feel, which I love. And then on top of that, it's like 15 miles of uninterrupted beach, which means that you get to drive your car on the beach to a spot where no one else is unload your, your, your pickup or Jeep Wrangler, um, is what I did. And, and, you know, you toss the, the wood out, you know, you start a fire, you know, you roast your hot dogs and, and drink your beer or pop or whatever. And just, you can spend the whole evening out there, which is what I love to do. That was like my favorite thing about going to the beach. And so for me, it was like a perfect fit. And, and I just thought this, this place is great. I really like this place. And that's why I wanted to end up getting um, a home to start a business there was because I was like, you know, this, I can see this becoming something that people really enjoy. And, uh, you know, I, it made sense to me. I, I still think the town's great. Oh, hundred percent. And when I lived in Seaside, it was the same thing, you know, get after work, go grab a six pack of beer, grab a lawn chair, grab a, a pile of wood, some kindling yep. or maybe some newspaper that you found in, in from your, your recycling bin and mm. you go out there and that those sunsets, man, they are, mm. they're incredible. They're, they're undescribable. <sighs> Plus the, you know, especially in the summer, I, I gotta admit, I am not the biggest fan during the winter because it's or, 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 the, or fall. It's a little cold, but yeah. the summer is well, your fire's not big enough. Will that's the problem. <laughs> You're not going to be cold if you have a big fire. <laughs> that's true very true i gotta build a bigger fire next time uh, yes. but the summer man it's just it's so great you could literally you could sleep out there you could spend the whole oh. evening um yep and just in just in awe of the the beauty the waves the other fires the fourth of july is amazing um, oh, fourth of july is crazy at long beach it is <laughs> insane i i've only done it once because it's like my most popular date to rent right yeah. so i but it is literally you go out there and you, just as far as you can see, there are people just 
packed everywhere. It's like a traffic jam to get off the beach on the actual beach. It's crazy. It is, it is fireworks start like three hours before the sun even goes down hundred percent. And it's, and it's literally nonstop everywhere you look. I've, I've never seen a spectacle like it before. It's, it's, it's amazing, especially in today's world where everything is so highly regulated Oh yeah, to have such a free flowing fun chaos you know it's it's kind of cool to see that can still happen yeah no that's awesome i love it um for for you now i want to dive in like what has so you talked about kind of like fourth of july being your craziest bookings for these types of properties because they are like very high quality like when i'm i'm telling all the listeners right now if you please go check out the the instagram beach house wa you'll understand when you see it but these are really high-end quality properties all the way around the the amenities itself the the overall just flow and floor plan everything you've done with them they're just amazing so what is this type type of property rent out for um you know low season high season what are some what's been some of your experiences pre-covid obviously i want to talk pre-covid and then we'll go into post right well uh pre-covid i i usually rent all my weekends that that's always been um, a given for most of my places. And that's great because even the low season, I'm, I'm renting my weekends. My goal was, you know, I'm kind of taking that for granted almost. I'm like, okay, I can rent my weekends because um, there's always going to be people going to the beach, whether it's winter, fall, spring, whatever. And I want my places to be on the top. Like if you want to go to Long Beach, you know, here, here are my places right here. You're going to want this before this, right? That, that was my goal. And then after that, my goal was, listen, I can rent my weekends. I want middle of the week, right? If anyone's going to the beach, I want them to consider my place. And if they can't go, it'll be because they can't afford it. It won't be because there's a place they'd rather be. 100%. And so that's and kind of how I approached it. I don't mean to cut you off, but I was going to say the competition there is not like you, you're crushing it, in my opinion, compared to the, the competition in that area, just because I think especially with beach towns, people get so used to, well, this is how it's been for the last 15 years. And we set our weekday weekend rates and we call it good. Like they, they just kind of set it and they don't do much. But no, sorry, I, I think your competition in the area is very like there's nothing comparable, in my opinion, from what I've seen. I mean, there are people that definitely are stepping up their game. I've noticed since uh, I've started doing this, but I mean, I, I have not really taken a profit out of my places since I've started. I just keep on pouring it back in. I, you know, I have, it's almost, it's, it's the only way to describe it's a bit of a passion at this point, you know, like I have a vision of what these places can be. And for me, I just, I just want to create that. I want to see it. It's so satisfying, you know, like when you, when you see this place transform into what you knew it always could be, it's great. I love that. And I love sharing it too, because, you know, one of my favorite parts is when someone arrives, you know, and then they'll text me and they'll be like, oh my God, this place is amazing. Like, we love this place. And, you know, I, 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 love, I love getting impromptu messages like that because that is exactly what I want people to experience when they come to my place like it, it's not just about you know collecting some money and then goodbye next person in you know not that many people get to go on on vacations with their family like if they're anything like me it's once a year yeah. right and then for some people it's like this is all their extra money is going into something like this 100%. i want it to be amazing i want to i want to them to have all these 
great memories, you know, with, with their family and their friends. And so I do everything I can to help that be the case, you know, whether it be like, you know, I'll, I'll, hundreds of board games, you know, I try and keep them in, you know, organize them into like, oh, here's the ones for families, here's the ones for adults, here's the ones for kids, you know, just kind of put them in little, you know, organized sections. I try and keep everything neat and orderly so you get there and it's not a feeling of chaos, you yeah. know. There's all these little steps I'll go through, you know, for kids that go there, kids like video games. Um, and, and so I have a friend who's really, really into that stuff. And I just basically said, listen, give me the three best systems that that represent like the different age groups, you know, like so. You know, someone in my age group might like something like a, a N64, you know, mm. someone a little younger, maybe like the Sony PlayStation 4 or whatever it was. Yeah. And then give me the top 10 games for each console, you know, and then I, I'll do an additional 30. So basically, I try and hit each segment, whether it's the adult, the kid, the teenager. I want everyone to have something to do so that when they get there, there's like, yes, this place is awesome. Well, I love that because you, one, you're adding extra amenities to your listings, which is great because that just is another um, value add to, of course, the guests and everything else. And it helps you on the, the algorithm side with Airbnb and Verbo. Um, I, I just think that's great. And of course, you have the outdoor experiences where you get, you know, um, what's yeah. the, what, a cornhole. You have I've seen the, the cornhole uh, boards. And I think are you doing yeah. are you doing horseshoes now or are you getting um, I that, that might be an ad. The only issue with horseshoes of the vacation rental is, is you're looking at that spike sticking out of the yeah, ground, yeah. right? And while I can have something go over that, someone can take it off. 100%. And then their kids are running around trips. And yeah. and then they're also throwing horseshoes, which is an, another issue. So I love horseshoes. And there there is such a thing as like, you know, you're too focused on liability and you forget to let people have fun. Yeah. Um, so it, it could be something I add, but I, I love cornhole because you know you're throwing beanbags yeah. and not only that it's it's a fun game that everyone loves to do it seems to be you know something that people really like so one thing that i'm i'm doing that's different from what i used to do is i actually had uh went to a uh, a welding shop by my house and uh, got them specs for uh, cornhole and i had one uh, made out of stainless steel oh wow and so then i made a court you know, and I had it poured, you know, I got my contractor out there and we got the, the all the professional, like, like a tournament um, uh, specs. And so we poured it out of concrete. We had the stainless steel thing permanently in the ground, you know, so now you can go out there and you have in the middle of your lawn, this, this cornhole, cornhole court, you know, stuff like that, that you don't really see, you know, it's not around typically, you know, I, I like doing stuff like that. I yeah. like thinking out of the box. It, it's fun for me and uh, and bonus for people that show up and they're not expecting stuff like that. 100%. And you just took the words out of my mouth. You're creating a destination, really. You're getting them so much opportunity to never leave the place at all. Like, like yeah, only people time. have told me that. They're like, that we showed up and then we like, we barely even went to the beach. Like, we just spent all the time in the house. You know, we thought we were going to go like to restaurants, but your kitchen's so packed with stuff. We just ended up cooking the whole time you know yeah. so I, yeah i get that a lot yeah no exactly and that is why i think like this is for all the listeners especially in the vacation rental space like need to understand this that this is what it's supposed to be like that not grant like i i can't you know bad mouth anybody that just you know signs properties does what they do doesn't you know do all these extra add-ons but the goal for the true hospitality the essence of it is creating moments and experiences at, and some that should you know 
They don't even have to go to the beach. Like, that's the crazy thing. They're there for the beach, and then they end up staying at the property the whole time and never leaving. That is some powerful stuff. Like, that's your passion and your pouring into and the creativity and everything like that just really, that that's such a huge, um, I, I don't know. I don't even have, I'm just, I'm geeking out and getting too excited, but it's just, that's what it's about, man. That's like, I just love that story because when you meet every expectation and exceed it, um, and it ends up changing their whole trip and their experience, especially like you said, if they're a family that only gets to do this maybe once a year. Yeah. That's some powerful stuff. That's really powerful. So, and what a, what a cool way to make uh, a living, right? If you think about it, 100%. like, like my job is to create amazing experiences for families, right? For people to come and have a great time and relax and make great memories. Like that is, that is such a, such a wonderful way to make a living, you know, and, and like with anything else, obviously for people listening and thinking, Oh yeah, that sounds amazing. I, I want to do this. It's also an incredible amount of work. Like you have to know so many things about so many things. And then you have to deal with the inevitable uh, jerk that that goes into your place treats it i mean you 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 go to such lengths to create a beautiful spot and they will trash it and then they will complain that you're charging them for it and 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 then leave you a bad review i mean yeah you got to deal with this stuff and it's, and it's part of part of the part of the deal um but i would say a majority of the people probably over 90 percent uh, are really respectful and appreciate uh, what it is that I do. And, and that definitely makes it uh, worth, worth my while. A hundred percent. I love that. And so now I want to get into now COVID time. We talked about pre COVID. So yeah. post COVID, these are great properties for, I, I think for people to one, not have to worry about hotels that are crowded and all that other stuff is very, I think essential right now um, for, yeah, especially type of properties that you have. Um, what are some tools in your tool belt that help you, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, communications, pricing, anything like that. What are some things that you've implemented in order to help? Because you're running this pretty much by yourself. Um, I'm, I'm assuming you yeah. have you have cleaners and other people like that. On, on, on. Oh yes, okay, yes, perfect. I couldn't yeah. couldn't absolutely uh, do that without. Yeah, my, and I and I have a great house cleaning staff. Uh, I have two different people that I work with, and you know, I have a good relationship with both of them. I mean. Awesome. They are my eyes and ears, you know, when they come in and out and I'm just so appreciative of them. Yeah. You know, they really, they understand my passion. Right. And, and they, and they get that, you know, it's not just about running in, clean it and running out. I want you to go through everything, make sure that, you know, everything is just so for people when they arrive. And, and I really appreciate the people I'm working with. And, uh, and then, you know, I have my contractor who is, he has wonderful, wonderful eye for detail and his quality is just second to none. And he knows also how I feel about stuff. And uh, he knows that it's not about getting in there and slamming it out. No, if you have to take a couple extra hours to do it right, I'm not going to complain about that. Do it right. So definitely couldn't do this by myself. Um, and then uh, tools that I've implemented recently, um, hostfully is something that I started because I, I started my own website. Uh, for direct bookings and uh, become a little less reliant on VRBO and uh, Airbnb. Be nice to, to, you know, and it, I actually, you know, I don't make any more money um, directly booking. I actually, you know, the person that books with me saves money because I don't charge the extra fees that the webs do. Uh, but it's, it's nice to have more control over my contact with the guests, you know, because VRBO and Airbnb kind of are restrictive. So 
um, Hostly has been kind of a nice little um, help in that regard because I have my own website, but then I have a button that clicks them over to Hostly, which then I can have them just, you know, pay a credit card and, and book like you would on any other site, but I still have all the control yeah. in terms of, you yeah. know, it, they don't dictate to me like Airbnb and VRBO what I can and cannot do, mm-hmm. which that's great. Uh, I, that's important to me. So, and I also uh, used uh, Hostfully's guidebook recently, kind of filled that out. And, and uh, so I send that to people when they book and it just kind of gives them a curated selection of businesses and attractions in the area that they can go see. And that's nice because I always get those questions, you know, and now I just, you know, I send them a link and they got, you know, it's all the information there. And, it, and it's kind of a nice little uh, tool bag um, that I haven't had before. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I think it's so cool. And I think it, it goes into, and when we first started talking, we started talking because of the Destination Air Award, I think is when um, we connected on Instagram. And uh, we were talking about the, the, the anticipation of, you know, the, the definition of it is people that are wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared. And that I think the guidebook touch uh, gives that opportunity for your guests to anticipate their stay. And then they get to share it with our whole group. Like, hey, look at the, like all the stuff that we're going to be able to do when we're uh, staying with Beach House Wa and we have this amazing property. Like, this is just so cool. And I think it gets that anticipation, that hype really built up, which is awesome. Um, and I'm pretty sure you get to use that to your full advantage, of course, with maybe even local partnerships or any other businesses that you love. How often do you get to even stay at your properties? I'm just kind of curious. Are they, how booked out are you? Uh, I am probably around 95% occupancy at the moment, which is not usual. Um, it certainly has become busier the longer I've been in business as word of mouth gets out. I have a lot of repeat business, which is, you know, great. It's a sign that you're doing something right. Um, but I think at this moment it's, it's the fact of COVID, right? It's everyone wants to get out of their house. Um, people are more, they're thinking about going to a house rather than a hotel. Mm -hmm. And, And then there's a lot of people that can't fly and go to their fancy vacations that they normally go. So they look for something else. So I'm definitely benefiting from that being in between two big markets, Portland, Seattle. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm not really getting to stay at my homes at all, which is okay in that, you know, I, it's wonderful for business and, and that's, that's great. But I like to go stay because I get a feel for, what's missing or what needs to change. You know, there's nothing like staying in a house for a couple of days to understand its needs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so I've, I've been on the phone with my housekeepers and contractor, had them go and check on the home, go through the check. I just don't want it to basically run people in, run people out and then just let it go down, you know, cause it's anyone has a home knows there's always something to fix and do, but then now try doing that with four or five homes. You know, it's, and then people in and out all the time. It creates a, it is, it is a challenge. It yeah. really is. And, and I want people to have a great experience, you know, but sometimes I got to have someone show up while they're there to, to do something, you know, it's just that this is the only way I can get it in. Cause with a small town, sometimes you're just lucky to have someone show up, let alone at a certain time. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it is a, it is its own special little challenge. <laughs> hey, a challenge accepted though. It sounds like on your <laughs> end. So I think that's great. Um, Tony, I have one, or uh, one question for you. It's uh, for the people listening, if you can give two pieces of advice for people that are wanting to do the same thing that you are in their own market, whether it's 
in Washington, Oregon, California, Florida, you name it, wherever. Um, what were two things that you would give them to, to, to really say, you know, if you do these two things, I think you'll have great chances of success. Well, you got to know that there's going to be financially, there's going to be good times and there's also going to be bad times. So don't get so hyped up about what you want to do that you think about it in terms of this is how much I can make. And then you spend accordingly because it's not always going to be good times. And if, it, and if you set your system up for those good times and bad times come, you could lose all of your work, all of your money. And so be conservative, you know, don't jump into something that's ideal just because, you know, that's what's in your head. Buy something that will take less stress, financial stress off you and then make it ideal with time. Uh, I think that would be the most important thing, uh, it, be, piece of advice I could give you because it's stressful, you know, and, and money is, is super stressful. And if you put yourself in something where you can barely afford it, man, I just, it's not worth it. It's just not worth the stress that's going to bring. And then number two, um, why are you doing it? Don't lose sight of why you were doing this, because if it's something that you're doing for your family and it's then making money on the side, then, then focus on the family. Because if it all becomes business and, and getting people in there, you're going to find that when you go there, you're so stressed about other stuff that you don't even have family time. You know, I, people talk to me all the time about getting a vacation. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd like to do that. And I'm like, okay, just keep in mind that it's, it's no longer going to be a vacation when you go there. Like that, that has come and gone. It's a whole brand new, you're going to go there and you're going to look around and you're going to see stuff that you need to do. And it's not going to be a break. So my second piece of advice is for people, if, if they want a vacation, don't do a vacation home slash business. It, it does not work. It's either one or the other. And uh, yeah, but no one ever listens to me about that anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. Well, uh, Toby, my man, it's been so good to catch up with you. And I, I wish we had more time, but I just... I just think that what you're doing is incredible and it it really does show I think everything that you're doing like you you can see the hard work and the the attention to detail and everything just goes into it is it, is working and it's happening and you're building something really cool. Um so I just want to say thank you again for being on the show. Thank you for sharing your knowledge and your story and for letting us to kind of geek out a little bit and and talk about, you know, something that's uh I don't think many people are getting to do. So it's just, it's really cool to, to hear your, your thoughts and your story. And um, yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for that. It's been a real, oh, thanks real for having me on. This is really fun. I, I, I enjoy talking about this kind of stuff. Perfect. Well, maybe we'll have to do a part two um, after you get a couple more properties in those cabins and stuff like that. I mm. think that would be sweet, uh, especially to, to do it uh, uh, behind the scenes and see what, what goes on in the mind of Toby free, uh, Friesen when you're, when you're not, uh, not working your, your other two jobs. And, uh, (laughs) I look forward to having that conversation. I can't, and I can barely imagine what that would be like, but yes, uh, uh, both me and you are looking forward to that moment. (laughs) Yes. Awesome. Well, you heard it. Slick talkers, everything that we've talked about will be in the show notes, Toby's Instagram website, you name it, it's going to be there. So go ahead, check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in to slick talk, the hospitality podcast, and we'll see you guys again next week.
Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I could not be more thankful that you chose my podcast to listen to today. Now, I also couldn't be more thankful for the amazing partners and sponsors I have for the show. We have Hostfully.com, NoiseAware.com, and Safely.com. And you can check out more about my sponsors on the Slick Talk website, where I have the sponsors and partners page. Now, thank you for tuning in and enjoy another episode. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.